This WBEZ podcast is supported by Hacia, whose Executive Fellows Program provides Black and Latinx business owners with real-world tools and strategies needed to master fundamental management concepts related to company stability and growth. Registrants learn through one-on-one executive coaching sessions with subject matter experts in the areas of finance, business development, operations, and legal. More info at HACIAWorks.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. Hi, I'm Susie Ann, and this is Reset. New jobless numbers came out today, and they're not what economists hope for. More Americans applied for unemployment for the first time last week than any point since September, a sign that the economic recovery is headed in the wrong direction. And these trends are happening in just about every state, with Illinois, unfortunately, leading the pack. Joining us now with more is NBC News business producer Charlie Herman. Charlie, welcome back to Reset. Thank you for having me. So, Charlie, first clear something up for us. Uh, The Labor Department says 947,000 workers filed new claims for state unemployment benefits last week, but the seasonally adjusted number is still very high, 853,000. Break that down for us. The 853,000, what you are seeing there is this is the first time jobless claims, people coming in and saying, uh, I'm claiming unemployment. And it's a seasonally adjusted number that they try and take into account different factors that happen to to smooth it out because you can see wild variations from week to week. Mm-hmm. And I will say that that is one of the the notes that I have seen from economists and people who study this very closely, that this big surge, and I don't want to downplay it at all, um, it could be related to the fact that we just had Thanksgiving. And during that time period, there may have been people who perhaps lost their job but didn't apply for benefits. So in the last week, we saw a big increase in people coming in because of the holiday. So there's a worry that the holidays can sometimes make things a little bit messy when trying to understand what exactly is happening with these numbers. But there is a distinct trend that is going on here that we are seeing an increase in the number of people claiming uh, unemployment benefits for the first time. And we're seeing sort of an overall increase, trends that are showing an increase in the number of people who are getting benefits. And of course, that is worrisome. And of course, uh, you can see it uh, why it's happening. And that's because of the virus. And Mm -hmm. that's because of the the response to it, the more restrictions, everything else that's going on. And how big of a jump in claims are we seeing? And and how does it compare with uh, economists' estimates? It was much larger than economists had estimated. But for the most part, people thought it would be significantly lower than this. Um, And, you know, this is the largest increase in this number, this weekly number uh, since March of last year. So this is a really big jump. Um, It's something that people were really worried about. If you look at the total amount of people that are claiming um, some sort of state unemployment benefit, that also increased as well. So again, sort of showing that trend going up. And so it's a worrisome sign. And I think it makes sense if you think about the fact that the virus is really everywhere in the country right now. We're seeing this huge increase in hospitalizations, 
in the death rate. We're seeing increased restrictions in places there like Chicago uh, on indoor dining and activities here in New York City. There is a very big worry that within a week or so they may end all indoor dining. Mm -hmm. And that means people lose their jobs. And we're seeing a lot of the job losses are in places like retail and the service sector like food uh, and uh, wine, restaurants, bars, that sort of thing. So it makes sense. We're sort of seeing the restrictions. And then a week or two later, we're seeing mm. the unemployment starting to go up. Yeah. Well, for context, uh, how do these numbers compare to, let's say, last year's figures? They are significantly higher. If you just look at the amount of people that were claiming unemployment um, a year ago, uh, significantly less. And, you know, this is we still have a hangover effect from the, the start of the, the pandemic. And if you look at it right now, there are about 10 to 11 um, million Americans classified as unemployed. If you look at before the pandemics uh, hit, it was under 5 million. So almost a doubling uh, in the number of people who are still unemployed at this moment. And we are nowhere near getting through, uh, you know, having vaccines out and really kind of fixing the economy. So this really puts us at a precarious place, depending on what happens in the next couple of months. Um, and a big fear that we saw a big recession, a big drop in the economy, uh, in the first three months of the pandemic back in March and April and May, and this worry that that could happen again as we wait for the vaccine to really get out into the community and really, you know, provide immunity to people and get the economy going again. Yeah. I want to do a little math here. Uh, so that 853,000 figure represents people who qualify for the regular state benefits. Another 428,000 people who don't qualify for those benefits filed for the pandemic unemployment assistance, and that brings us to about 1.3 million new people who filed for unemployment assistance last week. What does this tell us about where the U.S. economy stands and where we're possibly headed? I know there's a lot of factors in that, including the vaccine. Well, when the initial relief was provided by Congress uh, and the Trump administration back in the uh, in March and April, that provided extended benefits to a lot of people who were facing unemployment. So you had the pandemic emergency relief. So if you had your 26 weeks of unemployment, you could get an additional 13 weeks. There was also a lot of unemployment insurance that was provided for the first time to people who were considered gig workers, you know, your Uber driver or your freelance producer working at WBEZ. Mm -hmm. This this would give you the ability to have um, some unemployment benefits. All of those are expiring at the end of this mm -hmm. month, literally the day after Christmas. And so if those are not extended and you have a large number of people, we're talking upwards of 13 million Americans who are getting some form of extended unemployment benefits uh, through these federal programs could lose their benefits, then, you know, it makes sense that there's a big worry going forward that people are really going to start pulling back because either they themselves aren't receiving it or they're worried that they could be laid off so they're not going to spend. So really a lot of signs indicating uh, a real fear about the direction of where the economy is going. Yeah, very fragile. Well, um, how about things in New York where you're at? What do things look like there? New York City has, you know, one of the worst unemployment rates in the country, just over 13% as of October, the last numbers that we have available. It varies though, uh, according to the different borough that you live in. So in Manhattan, it's around 10%. Um, but then if you go to uh, the poorest community, the poorest borough in New York City, it's just under 18% in the Bronx. So it really kind of varies. And I'm sure they could be very similar in Chicago, that there'll be certain neighborhoods that are worse than others. It's obviously a big concern. Of course, there's a lot of confusion that's going on uh, with what's going to be the future of indoor dining and how businesses will be affected. And then um, people are still struggling with 
the schools are open, the schools are closed, mm -hmm. the schools are open again. So that poses problems for people to figure out how do they pay for childcare? How do they work? How, what do they do uh, in those situations? So you can go out on the street and see, you know, people walking around and by and large, there's mass compliance, but there's definitely a worry of what happens as we start going into yeah. the winter months. We've given a lot of anxiety. Um, is there any glimmer of hope yeah. from the latest numbers? You know, I think if there's any glimmer of hope in it is that these numbers can be, as I mentioned, very noisy is like the word that economists will use, which is when you're trying to compare it to a year ago, when did Thanksgiving happen last year? What day of the week did Christmas fall on last year? So that can sort of affect these numbers. Also, uh, it's noisy because, you know, on a week to week basis, uh, what's happening is sort of changing and you're trying to capture what's happening in the economy at this very moment. So it could be that next week the numbers drop back down and they go back up. So it is definitely something to be wary of and it's definitely of concern. And I would say, if anything, what these numbers do will put more pressure on Congress and on the White House mm -hmm. to really try and act to extend benefits for people who really could be facing a, a very difficult and tough winter. So um, the U.S. Government Accountability Office says the federal government's weekly jobless claims are flawed. Uh, how closely should we be watching these numbers then? Well, I think that there was a, a big concern that the, the Government Accountability Office had with this particular program that was put in place for the, um, as I mentioned, gig workers, mm -hmm. people who don't traditionally qualify for unemployment benefits. If you receive a W-2, uh, if you receive that regular paycheck from your employer, you would qualify for unemployment benefits. But if you're someone who got a 1099, someone who, as I mentioned, you drive for Uber or Lyft or you have sort of those gig jobs, you usually don't qualify for unemployment insurance. This is a new program. And the GAO found that there was a concern that there were many people who probably should qualify for it that were not qualifying, uh, that the numbers themselves, that there was some confusion about uh, the total number of people who were actually uh, receiving benefits. And then there was also a concern about the amount of money that those people were getting, that it appeared to be significantly less mm -hmm. than what they actually qualified for. Uh, this, of course, is you know very difficult and upsetting for those people who are faced with that situation. But it's also perhaps part of the, the, the realization that this is a new program that was put in place. It doesn't excuse uh, what happened, but we're trying to get a snapshot of what's happening with employment in this country. General trends are, it's not looking so good. Yeah. Well, what about job gains and job openings? What do these figures tell us about how severe of an economic slowdown we're seeing? Well, you know, there are job openings. I believe there's around 7 million uh, openings across the country. But I, I think one thing that this highlights here is a little bit of a skills gap that's going on because mm -hmm. where you're seeing a lot of the job losses are in things like hospitality and tourism, the service sector jobs that may not require necessarily the skills to work in, say, engineering or professional services. So that's a definite concern, that sort of difference between what employers are looking for and what uh, skills employees have. We refer to that as the skills gap. So that's a big issue. I will say that one thing that's interesting is you're seeing a real shift in some of the jobs that are being uh, filled. Uh, you're seeing a lot of uh, transportation and warehousing jobs, which basically those are the, the Amazon worker. Yeah. That's the uh, yeah. person who's working in a factory who's boxing up stuff for uh, us that get shipped out to us. And there's a real increase in jobs like that. Mm -hmm. 
This latest spike in jobless claims is happening as federal relief programs are set to expire by the end of the year, as you mentioned. Uh, meanwhile, Washington stimulus talks are stalling out as the spending deadline looms. And the House of Representatives approved a one-week extension in funding for the federal government to buy more time. What do you make of where things stand? I think today's numbers might actually help push uh, Congress to uh, really try and address this question of what are they going to do with these benefits that are going to expire at the end of the month. Where things are hung up appear to be uh, the Republicans, and in particular, um, uh, Majority Leader Mitch McConnell really wants a liability, a liability waiver uh, for businesses in terms of how they handled issues related to COVID-19. And you have Democrats that are very concerned about providing aid to state and local governments that have really uh, seen huge hits to their budget. But sort of in the middle of it are the uh, people who are struggling to get some sort of unemployment benefit. And there's a different proposal that's coming from the White House, one that would provide a stimulus check to mm, more yeah. people, and then one that would, uh, the Democrats, which would provide more of an extension of these unemployment benefits. If we do get a deal on uh, the COVID stimulus, how long do you think before we start to see that have a positive impact on the numbers? I think it could be relatively quickly. I mean, uh, should the uh, proposal that is coming from the Democrats become the one that is actually, and it's not just Democrats, it's, uh, I should be clear there, it was a bipartisan proposal of both uh, moderate Republicans and Democrats to extend these unemployment benefits by 16 weeks. I think that will be a very reassuring sign to the markets. That'll be a reassuring sign to individuals that they still will have income coming in. So I think that that is actually a very good thing. But there, there's still a lot of things that are out there that we need to be worried about. There is um, right now a moratorium on evictions for renters that yeah. the CDC has put in place. That's expiring at the end of the month. There are a lot of things that need to be lined up because they're all ending at the end of this month to make sure that the economy can really keep going and that we don't have this worry of a, a double dip recession happening. Mm hmm. Well, uh, as we wrap up, what other economic indicators will you be keeping an eye on in the coming weeks? You know, I think the biggest one, to be honest, that I'm paying attention to is what actually happens in Congress, because I think the fiscal stimulus that that could provide, the, the stimulus that that could provide to the economy will sort of help all these other numbers that we're paying attention to. If that doesn't come through, if there's not some form of relief, then all those numbers will just basically start reinforcing the worry about the direction of the economy. If that relief comes through, then I think we'll pay attention to those numbers. But knowing that there's aid coming out will definitely make you feel a little more stable, mm -hmm. thinking that, OK, uh, help is on the way, as it were. That's NBC News business producer Charlie Herman. Charlie, thanks for your time today. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's Reset. Tomorrow on the podcast, join us for WBEZ's Week in Review. And on Saturday, we'll toss you a bonus episode that introduces you to Reset's new host, Sasha Ann Simons. Sasha starts the new gig this coming Monday, and we wanted you to get to know her a little, or a lot. Look for that in your podcast feed Saturday morning. Until then, I'm Susie Ann. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you back here tomorrow for more Reset from WBEZ Chicago. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.